happy Valentine's Day, Phil. Scott, have I told you lately that I love you? I love you, man. In a completely professional, <laughs> as in you're my boss and I'm your employee type of way. You have no choice but to love me. I have no choice. It's in my contract. Well, I thought we'd do something a little different than normal since it's Valentine's Day. It's the day of love and chocolate and flowers. Is that instead of constantly criticizing all of the politicians in the greater Wisconsin world, let's do an entire podcast where all we do is say the things we like about them or even love about them. It could be just a little peck on the cheek. Or it could be a... Big, fat, inappropriate smooch? Yeah, sloppy smooch. Oh, jeez. You know, Scott, I'm going to push back ever so slightly (laughs) on you here and say, you make us sound like a bunch of complainers and whiners. And I think of us more as astute political observers. Okay, but you're starting to get negative again, Phil. And, (laughs) And today's show is just all happy, shiny people. Okay, well, let's get started then. Let's get the, let's get this love fest over with. I'm Scott Milford, the editorial page editor for the Wisconsin State Journal. And I'm Phil Hands. I'm the editorial cartoonist for the Wisconsin State Journal. And we are half of the State Journal editorial board. The more loving half. Okay, so the person we are probably most critical of... Do we have to start with him? I mean, this is pretty tall order to go right to the person we criticize the most. He's the guy that more often than not is receiving our venom. Is he not? I guess so. Whether so it's gonna... in a cartoon or it's in a editorial or it's on the podcast. What do we like and or love about our president, Donald Trump? Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna take a deep You can breath. go. I'm gonna take a go, deep breath. Phil. And this I'm we can edit this long pause out while I collect <laughs> my thoughts, right? Alright, I do have a couple things. Donald Trump is entertaining. He is entertaining. Now it might be kind of trashy entertainment or it's like watching Jerry Springer entertainment. Yeah, but it's you know, you can't look away. So I'll give him that. I would say in real life. His hands are much more normal size than in my cartoons. You know, that is really sweet of you to say, Phil. That's, yeah. He actually pronounces the word Wisconsin fairly correctly. For a, for a, for a D.C. politician. Wisconsin. Yeah, remember uh, Al Gore was always the guy that said Wisconsin. As if there was an East Wisconsin and there's a West Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, I hated that. Whoop! I'm getting negative. Pull back. Uh. The other thing about Donald Trump is, as obnoxious and grade school as it is, I have to admit, I kind of like his knack for nicknames. Like Little Marco. Don't worry about it, Little Marco. I will. All right, well, let's hear Big, big Donald. You know, don't worry about it, All Little right, Don't worry about it, Little Marco. Lion Ted. <laughs> In the case of Lion Ted Cruz, Lion Ted lies. Oh, he lies. You know, Ted, he brings the Bible, holds it high, puts it down, lies. Crooked Hillary. And then Lion Ted went to Beautiful Ted. Beautiful Ted. After he uh, decided to go with Trump. He's not Lion Ted anymore. What is he now? Beautiful Ted. Beautiful Beautiful Ted. Texas. I call him Texas Ted. Of course, his best nickname is just Nancy. (laughs) Trump's also got, I, I mean, I will say, he has beautiful hair. 
The man's got amazing hair. He, you know, it's and, it's fun to draw. It's fun to look at. It's entertaining. It's it's part of this whole personality, which is really, which is uh, the hair fits the bill. He's not a snob in the way that a lot of people are snobs. In other words, he eats ketchup on his steak, right? Yeah. He doesn't have good taste. <laughs> that's another way of putting it, but that's a little negative for, oh, this, is that negative for this positive podcast. Okay. I also say about Trump, one thing I actually admire about the guy, um, you know, his brother died of alcoholism at a young age, and, and he does not drink alcohol. As somebody who enjoys beer... Uh, you know, I had a lot of respect for the guy. He's not an alcoholic himself, but it's just, you know, I am not going to touch the stuff because I've seen what it does to people. That's a lot of strength, a lot of willpower, especially his circles where people are always boozing it up in D.C. or real estate, you know, to, to be able to, to, to just say, I'm not doing that at all. And if you worked for Trump, you'd have to drink heavily. <laughs> I'm going to Wait, that's negative. Though. That's yeah. negative. Now that was a nice thing to say. No, You're right. I respect him for that. And I think that's fact, a, I think that's I think that's admirable. In fact, Trump even said, "Can you imagine me if I were drinking? If I drank?" Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm not a drinker. I can honestly say I never had a beer in my life, okay? Right. It's one of my only good traits. I don't drink. <laughs> Whenever they're looking for something good, I say, I "Never had a glass of alcohol. I've never had alcohol. I've just, you know, for whatever reason." Can you imagine if I had what a mess I'd be? Would I be the I'd be the world's worst? But I never drank. George W. Bush didn't drink either. But he was a recovering alcoholic. Yeah, and but you, it did it ever cross your mind is like, wow, what if the dude goes off the wagon while he's in the White House? Yeah, I guess that would be a problem. Whereas Trump, you never really have to worry about that because he never was a drinker big time to begin with. No, right? no. Yeah. Wasn't didn't Nixon kind of become a functioning alcoholic in the White House too? I read the history of alcohol in America, Phil, the book, and what I learned was it wasn't that Dick Nixon drank so much, it was he was a total lightweight. He could have one drink and he'd be loopy. And Ready to bomb Russia or yeah. something like that. Yeah. One final thing on my list, too, that I like about Trump. This has actually gone on a lot longer than I thought it would. Yeah, we had a lot of nice things to we say really, about the guy. We love that guy, We man. love the guy. What a great president. Um, I like his sort of off-the-cuff honesty. Sort of in the way that, you know, back when Seinfeld was on and Kramer was the only person who could tell the woman she needed a nose job. Yeah. You know, everybody else would dance around it. Or Kramer was the only one who could say that the baby was ugly. He couldn't pretend that the baby wasn't ugly. Trump has that knack of, you know, how he's completely dishonest as a politician, but he often says ex he's exactly what he's thinking. I mean, the reason he's so dishonest is because... He says what's on his mind, not necessarily what his policy is. You know, so so he does one thing. His all of, he gets his all of his team together, and they come up with some sort of coherent message and policy. And then he says whatever he feels like. Yeah, which is in some ways, yeah, a little more honest than just doing whatever your handlers tell you to do. We're not being negative here at all in this podcast. So I'm just saying, it's a little it's a little refreshing. To have a politician who isn't scripted. Who's not and, always on message. Yeah, like Scott Walker. Well, I'm getting negative. But yeah, he 
he just can't stick to a script. They just can't keep him on one, even when they try it with all their might. And that's and that's one of the things that endears him to so many people. Is that's re- that refreshing telling it like it is. All right, enough warm fuzzies for Trump. Let's, okay. let's move on. Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House. Just Nancy. It's just Nancy. That's is Trump's it just nickname. Nancy? That's, that's Trump's nickname for is Nancy. <laughs> that's as good as he could do. <laughs> I, he must have some better ones than that, but they decided they'd be sexist or something. I, I don't know. know. Yeah. I, what do you I, like? I, I like Nancy who wears the pantsies. <laughs> That's sexist. Is that sexist? I don't know. Nancy Pelosi, what do we like about her? I can't say that I'm a giant fan, but I don't want to get negative. I Oh, you know what I like about Nancy Pelosi is she kind of put the progressive wing in its place. I mean, they were, you know, when a whole bunch of... The far lefties won, and there were new people in, and there's no way she can be speaker. Oh, yeah? I'm still speaker. I'm still speaker. <laughs> and we're going to do it my way, and we're not going to run to the far left. I kind of like that Nancy... I like that, by the way. I kind of like that Nancy Pelosi doesn't give a patootie what people think about her. Yeah. I mean, she, you know, she, she almost relishes in her 10% approval rating. You know, she does not care one bit, and... Part of me thinks that she's that you know she wanted to be speaker again, maybe for her own ambitions, but also because she realized that it's a tough job, and it'll chew somebody else up. And she's got nowhere to go. I mean, yeah. like she, you know, well, she could go back to San Francisco. That's a lot of fun there. That is fun there. But <laughs> like you know, imagine if they put a fresh young Democratic face as Speaker of the House. Yeah, we'd have chaos. We'd have turmoil. That person would be demoralized. Look what happened. To, look what happened to Paul Ryan, two years as Speaker of the House. Yeah, his whole career got eaten up. And Nancy Pelosi is just like, I'll take it. I'll do it. I like the way she kind of gets under his skin. You can you can tell. The clap was pretty epic. Yeah, the, at the State of the Union. Yeah, where she did her little pouty face clap for him, like, oh, that's a great little thing you said there. And I liked her big little pieces of paper that she had <laughs> yeah. at the State of the Union. That was really fun. I don't know what those, I guess I it was a speech. I think that's his speech, because he delivers that to the But speaker. it was just funny. It was just... Yeah, she was looking over it over and over again. I like that her daughter is a journalist. That is a good thing. Uh, is there anything else we like about Nancy Pelosi now that we're... Not really. Okay, <laughs> move right along. Uh, Ron Johnson, U.S. Senator Ron Johnson. What do we like about Ron Johnson? We've met Ron Johnson a couple of times. He's coming for an endorsement meetings. He's an, I mean, we know firsthand that he's a nice guy. He's, he's, not a, he's not a mean person. In the age of Trump, it's worth highlighting when people are polite and civil. Yes. To some degree, that was sort of assumed that's what everybody aspired to, to some degree as politicians, but not today. Some people aspire to the opposite, to the yes. Trumpian. But I, I don't want to get negative. No, no, no. Some so, people don't know about Ron Johnson. Apparently, he drives himself everywhere. Like oh. so, if so, you know, when he drove, to, when he comes down to an endorsement meeting, he's driving down from Oshkosh with the rest of his staff in the car. He doesn't trust his staff to drive, <laughs> uh, which is a little down to earthy, right? Yeah, he uh, is one of the few Republicans who is still an unabashed free trader and talks about it. Yeah, every Republican used to be. Now that Trump has uh, adopted the progressive view of protectionism. All the Republicans are trying to pretend they're both, but that they're mostly with Trump. Yeah. But Ron Johnson's not that way. And I just, I like his nickname, Rojo. Rojo. I don't know if he likes that nickname, so I might be negative, but I remember, you know, a lot of times on Twitter you see uh, the Rojo. He ran as, there's no manufacturers in the 
Congress, so I'm going to be a manufacturer. And, and it's probably true that does provide some perspective that isn't there to some degree. Yeah. He's also uh, he's also good in the deficit. You know, he 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 brings up the deficit and the and and our national debt on a regular basis. And one of the only politicians who I think stands, you know, sticks to that as one of their big issues. Unless he's spending money on the military, or tax. Oh, cut. I'm being negative. Or tax oh, cuts. Stop the negativity. This is Valentine's Day. We love is he this. A, is he we a big, love this guy. Is he a big military guy? I mean, is is he as big in the military spending as Tammy Baldwin is? Uh, probably not. But uh, I know that he's touted it when yeah. he's run. I mean, he doesn't want to cut it. Um, all right. Well, speaking of Tammy Baldwin, what do we like about Tammy Baldwin? Obviously, again, polite and civil. Polite and civil. I think we can say that about everybody other than Donald Trump on our list. What do we like about Tammy Baldwin? She. Uh, I really liked during her endorsement meeting with us this time around, the first thing she wanted to talk about was all the Republicans she's worked with to try and get stuff done. Now, I'm not sure if that's just talking points for her or if there's a whole lot of substance to it, but it's nice to at least have a... Senator, maybe that's just part of the job of being senator versus a person in Congress, is that you know you have to kind of represent the whole state in a, in a way that you didn't have to do when she was just representing Madison and the surrounding area. That Luger Center uh, in Georgetown University are tracking how often now for several years politicians sponsor legislation with a member of the opposite party. Yeah. And we go out of our way once a year to highlight the ratings, and she has been improving on that rating. And uh, I'm hoping that means, I'm hoping that's having an influence. And more of them are doing it just to improve their rating. Maybe they're not all that excited about it, but they realize, hey, I want to have a good reading, so I'm going to work on some things. And she has had bills signed by Trump. Yeah. Uh, which we highlighted in our endorsement of her the last time around. Yeah. We had to find something we liked about her to endorse her. <laughs> uh, she's, are you going negative against her? No, no. She's very optimistic. I like her optimism. She's sunny. She's got a sunny, optimistic, yeah. optimistic view of the state and the country, I think. I don't think I've ever seen her be nasty. No, no, she's not um, nasty. No. I've actually, you know what, I, I've, I've, ran, I've run into her before at, like, coffee shops downtown, mm -hmm. and the first thing she brings up is like, oh, I love that cartoon when you, like, put me <laughs> in bed with, with, uh, with Ron Johnson. That was hilarious. <laughs> so she has a good sense of humor about herself. Like, she, she thought that was funny. That yeah. I would make fun of her and like you know say she was, I think they I think her and Ron Johnson agreed on something so I put them in bed together and she thought that was hilarious. Tony Evers, what do we like about him? I like oh how, shucks! Yeah, by golly! <laughs> so his language. I like his language. I like his ordinariness. You know, he's just so straightforward. I like that he's one of the few politicians who is not a politician. Yeah, he's he's not a good public speaker. I like that. He's, not, the age he's of, not smooth talking. Yeah, in the era of Trump, I like that. Yeah. I mean, once in a while, you're like, how did this guy get elected? Because he's so not a politician, and he doesn't always know what words he's going to use. But Oh, he knows he's going to use by golly, I think. <laughs> uh, oh, I like that he plays... Euchre. Euchre, and I won't mention that he doesn't... I don't know. Maybe he does play Sheep's Head, which is a much better game, but... I'm you don't not, know that. I'm not, I'm you don't know gonna, that for a fact. It I'm not going to go negative on that. You're not gonna this go is Valentine's Day. We love all of these people in Wisconsin yeah. here, our leaders. Anyway, let's move on. But Tony Evers, it's almost like he's actually giving a giving the politicians a good name. Yeah. Even when he's really boring, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it, we like that now. Yeah. I like it. I like it better. Even though I said I like that Trump is entertaining, I like that Tony Evers is not entertaining. I mean, Tony Evers can still be honest without. Uh, 
without like completely contradicting his his entire staff and policy too. You know. Yeah, and I like that he's worked as a superintendent across uh, much of the state, including Oakfield, which is in the conference where I went, and we used to call it Jokefield. Jokefield. <laughs> How about uh, Scott Walker? I know he's uh, has been. He's probably not. He's, he's yesterday's he, news, Scott Walker. He's probably not. He's probably going to run for U.S. Senate. He might even run for president again someday. What do we like about him? Again, another guy who's civil and polite. Very civil and polite. Very Wisconsin polite. Very Wisconsin polite. He, he seems like the kind of guy you'd like to have a beer with. I think Scott Walker undeniably has some of the thickest skin of any politician ever. Yeah, he is not intimidated. You cannot? Well, I just mean you can't rattle him. He will not become visually or vocally upset. No, he's got, yeah, he just keeps going. You know, he just stays in that same, I'm just here to talk. Let's all, I'm going to give you my point of view. I'm going to be optimistic about it. And he never, you know, gets all, he doesn't raise his voice. I sort of wonder... With him, if it's an act, or if that's just who he is, because when we've met him, it's not like he changes from you know I'm one person on stage and I'm another person in a no, he's the same or, person, or I'm a different person after I'm talking to you afterwards. Yeah. It's the same person the whole way through. So either yeah. it's, his whole thing is an act, or it's just who he is. I used to kind of like the way he'd set off Madison. No matter what he did or said, Madison had decided then that's wrong. Yeah. I mean, you could have said, and I'm going to give a billion dollars to the Isthmus I Love Puppy Funds. And they're like, we hate puppies. I used to do cartoons on a regular basis. That no matter what happened, it was all Scott Walker's fault in Madison. <laughs> like, the Packers lose, this is all Scott Walker's fault. Uh, let's go to Robin Voss. When you're the assembly speaker, you get a lot of blowback on a whole bunch of things. A lot of people don't like Robin Voss. Yeah. And he's in our editorials and cartoons a lot a lot uh, doing things that we don't like i don't want to get negative here it's almost always good government stuff that he's not doing but I, let's stick to the positive here phil and scott he uh engages with the press i mean as negative sometimes as we have been on him he likes to come in and talk to us uh, he's been in quite a bit yeah and i like it when he comes in and talk he seems like a really nice guy when he comes yeah. in and talks to us and you know he's one of those guys we can tell you know, it seems like he's got his heart in the right place. He's just wrong a lot of the times. <laughs> one of the things that he brought up at one of our meetings was is, was his work to try and uh, help people coming out of prison yep, uh, get jobs and, and, and get settled in a new life after they've gotten out of prison. Cause he, and he was seeing that as a real problem the state wasn't doing enough to because of his personal experience with his business. And he runs a popcorn-making stand. It's not exactly Willy Wonka's factory, but it's likable. I mean, who doesn't like popcorn, somebody making popcorn? My kids love popcorn. But right, that was a personal thing for him. He had employed people at his popcorn place, one of whom I remember him talking about went back to prison yeah. for some reason, um, and it was tough for him because he thought he was helping that guy. And In any case, uh, yeah, we like that about him. Scott Fitzgerald, what do we like about Scott Fitzgerald? Another. He's uh, Irish. He's very, uh, he's polite and civil. I've never uh, actually met the guy because he's never, as long as I've been on the editorial board, he's avoided our meetings. As like of late, he will not come and talk to us. I guess he's written us off as we don't like him enough, even though it's mostly good government stuff. I mean, back in the day, I know we had in, we had endorsed him uh, just sort of as a fiscal conservative from a fiscally conservative region of the state. Yeah. I can tell one fun story about him that, that is that makes him sound good. Does it involve Irish dancing? No. 
It involves uh, the Kohl Center. I was just a Cub uh, reporter. Um, cover, I was supposed to cover something on a Saturday. And I think they sent me down to do like a color story on the uh, WIA basketball tournament. And so I'm doing the story, just walking around, talking to fans, talking to students. And at one point I went up and was talking to the people who had the front row seats at some point. Yeah. And I thought, well, I guess I should go up to the nosebleed seats. So I went up to the Kohl Center into the Euchre seats, you know, the, the furthest, 300 level, yeah. The furthest up there. And lo and behold, who's sitting in the absolute back row? Scott Fitzgerald. Now, he wasn't the Senate Majority Leader at the time. He was a senator. Yeah. Long, you know, state senator, but certainly a prominent state senator. And he was up there with like a whole high school boys basketball team from up where he is, Juno or whatever the high school is. Oh, really? And he had driven a whole bunch of them down in the van. One of them might have been his kid. And, uh, yeah, he's just always been polite and engaging when I've seen him in person. Oh, cool. He doesn't hold a grudge. At least he doesn't appear to uh, in person. Scott Fitzgerald is a former newspaper publisher. Did you know that? I did not know that. I like that about him. At least he sort of understands the business of newspapers a bit. Which paper did he publish? It was the Juno newspaper. And uh, I always really liked his dad, by the way. When uh, oh, this the uh, the chief Steve. Of- he had been the sheriff of uh, Dodge County when I was out briefly in that area and uh, working for the Beaver Dam Daily Citizen for six months. I think is all I was there. But I got to know his dad well because I was covering crime and you know anything having to do with police and courts. And his dad's a fun guy to talk to. Um, Paul Soglin. What do we like Epic about? stash. Epic I mean, stash, that yeah. goes without saying. I like that Paul Soglin uh, isn't afraid of liberal Madison. Yep. You know, he's, he is of liberal, liberal Madison, but he's not afraid to say, you know, screw you guys, you're out of control, I'm not listening to this anymore. Yeah. That's a nice, that's a, that's a, that's a high point for Paul Soglin. I like in the race for mayor that he's... You know, he does care about plowing the snow. For example, you made fun of him in today's cartoon. Yeah. Uh, kind of dumping salt on everything just so that before the election... Uh, the roads are clear. As much as he thinks about grand, progressive, dreamy utopia, how are we going to end you know, poverty and racism in Madison in the bubble here, he seriously thinks also about things like... How can we pick up couches on the curb in a plow, better way? Plow the roads and deal with water mains and all sorts yeah, of the, he, the nuts and bolts that make he running a city n- very unsexy. Yeah, recycling. Just all the nitty-gritty little tiny things like that he will engage on, and he's sincerely interested in them. Yeah. Whereas some of the people running this race, oh, I'm getting negative. Don't know, get negative. Just don't. a little pie in the We should cat. say this isn't some sort of endorsement Not of Paul Sogman. There's no, a lot of, about grumpy stash that we take issue with. Uh, oh, by the way, I love some of those old pictures, black and white pictures of Soglin, man, from the 60s, especially the 70s. Oh, with a big, with a big, can Huge. I say porn star mustache on the radio? Is that inappropriate? <laughs> just, and the, and the threads, you know, and the, and the hair, and just that whole 70s look that he just wore well back then. Yeah. One more thing I love about Paul, I love about Paul Soglin, his choice in Hawaiian shirts. Oh, he, yeah. He has awesome Hawaiian shirts, and... 
I'm a Hawaiian shirt guy myself, you know, so we're like kindred spirits in that one sense. All of the music on our podcast is by Madison's own Tube Tester. To listen to past episodes of Center Stage with Milford and Hands, go to go.madison.com slash center stage.